the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening, everyone, or good afternoon. This is the Dennis Prager Show. I am Carl Jackson, filling in for the wisest man on radio, Dennis Prager. I am so honored and humbled to have this opportunity. I am a huge fan, listener, <laughs> of Dennis Prager, and I'm honored to be with him in the fight against the left. Let me, let me introduce myself. So I'm a Christian conservative American that happens to be black. A few weeks ago, I was able to interview Dennis Prager, and I felt like we had kindred spirits. I've been reading his columns for God knows how long. I've been watching Prager U. I encourage all of you to do that. I encourage you, especially if you have college kids right now, make sure you go to PragerU.com and check out any and every video that you can because the left is waging war against us, particularly in academia and on college campuses. Go to DennisPrager.com. I encourage you to go there and read his latest column because I think his column is right and framed perfectly uh, right. The bottom line is I don't know where the Christian church is. I don't know where black Christians are. So I'm going to speak to black Christians a little bit today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this question. I'm going to start with this question. Black Christians... Do you agree with me that it is time to denounce Black Lives Matter? Because it is time to denounce Black Lives Matter. Let me introduce yourself and introduce myself and just give you a bit of my story. So I'm a unusual, I think, conservative because I didn't come to the political arena via politics. I came via Christ. It was something totally different. I was a bad boy when I was younger. I grew up in a good home, had my mom and dad around, although my dad was a very strict disciplinary, a disciplinarian. I didn't have the best relationship with my dad, but I had my four brothers and my lovely sister, Monique, and I had my mom that I absolutely adored. They took us to church every Saturday at the time. We were in the Worldwide Church of God, which was a cult then, no longer is now, but was then. So that gave us some knowledge of who God was. But my mom died when I was 11 years old, as I told you. I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. And we, it was just a difficult, it was a difficult situation. My mom was the matriarch. She was the glue that held everything together. By the time I was 15, actually, I moved away from home, came to Orlando, Florida. And by the way, I was getting in a little mess in the streets, a little trouble in the streets. 
in Los Angeles, where Mr. Prager broadcast from. So I got in a little trouble there. I decided to move to Florida. My aunt and uncle helped me out. I moved in with them. Not too long after, maybe a year or so, I moved out. And I started getting into more trouble right here in the Central Florida area. By the way, I'm broadcasting from Orlando, Florida. The answer, Orlando.com in Orlando, Florida. And I started to get into, into trouble. I started to, uh, I started to get into crime. Let's just say it how it is. I became a thief. And I'm going to talk to you about this myth of systemic racism because I got to tell you, it straight up frustrates me. Because black Christians, I don't know where you think you get the moral authority the biblical authority to judge people based upon their race when you're saying you don't want to be judged upon your race. But I can tell you that it ain't biblical and it ain't right. So I want to talk to you real quickly about some cool white people I know because I got arrested a couple of times. And I want to tell you how some cool white people started changing my life, started pouring into my life. Before that, I thought, I thought like Black Lives Matter things. I think like a lot of leftists think, a lot of white leftists, a lot of black, <laughs> black leftists. There's racism all around. It's all around the place. It's everywhere. That was, that was what I believed. My parents didn't teach me that. I don't even know where I got that from. I guess just hanging around with the kids on the street. But that's, that's what I believed. All, albeit, I got to see white people, if you will, every Saturday at church that were cool. But I always felt, ah, you know, I always found perceived racism. There was something about them. I knew if we weren't in church, they were going to be racist, this and that, all that stuff. I got into some trouble with the law. And I can remember after getting out of jail and being released on probation, I was sent to a church, a church that I attend by uh, today, by the way. And there was a white man there that prayed for me, shook my hand, told me that he loved me, hugged me, and I broke. Because although I love my dad, and he was a rock because at least he was there in the morning when I awake, when I woke, and he was there in the evening when I returned. I never had to worry about that, even though he wasn't Always the nicest guy. I never had to worry about that. I had stability. But I never heard the words, I love you, until a white man told me. And then I was in some baby mama drama. I had a child out of wedlock. My daughter, Taylor. I love her dearly. But I got into some drama. I went through a custody battle for my daughter. On and off for seven years. And I want to tell you that it was a white pastor the church that I attend today, the senior pastor that called me on occasion. He's so humble. He won't even remember that called me on occasion just to see how I was doing. There was a white attorney that fought for me in the courts because I wanted to be a dad. And I was a Democrat liberal thinking that, Hey, Democrats were for us. Big government was good. And then I got to go and get into the court system, both as a criminal and as a father And I realized just how much government didn't care for me. This systemic racism by whites, I got to tell you, when I went to 
the child support office. And when I fought for custody, the, the people that treated me the worst were the black women there that treated me like I was dirt, that treated me like I was scum. And then I would go back and talk to my white attorney that would fight for me. I want to tell you about a spiritual mentor that I had. Brad Bright, son of Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, that met me and took me under his wings and mentored me spiritually. I want to tell you about my buddy Mark Mucha, who took me in when I had no place to go. I want to tell you about my buddy Danny Coswick, that took me in when I had no place to go. I want to tell you about my friends on the radio, my colleagues, the American adversaries, Christopher Hart, Nostra Dennis, Lair Adams. When I wanted to come into radio that opened up their arms and brought me in, I get offended with the idea that there's systemic racism. And black people, black Christians, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. How dare you allow God's church to be co-opted by radical communists? How dare you? How dare you? We'll get into that. I want to thank Gilda, who took me in her arms. I want to thank Grandma and Grandpa Perez. They happen to be Puerto Rican, who watched over me. I want to thank my buddy Mark Ortiz in California. All these people that the left would call racists. Leftists are liars. Christians, we are, we're in a fight, conservatives, we are in a fight. This election cycle is civilization versus chaos. I think Victor Davis Hanson framed that perfectly a couple of nights ago or a few nights ago on Fox News. And black Christians, I want to tell you, I want to tell you there is no affirmative action plan in heaven. No affirmative action plan in heaven. There, your skin color, the, the fact that you believe that you're a victim instead of a victor in Christ is not going to earn you any cool points in heaven. And the fact that the black Christian church is, 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 is out protesting and, and, and mimicking and repeating the mantra of Black Lives Matter that, that wants to deconstruct the traditional family. It's a shame. This is the Dennis Prager Show. I am Carl Jackson sitting in for Mr. Prager, and we will back. We will be back in a few. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Making his debut as a host on my show, handpicked by me, I might add. I was interviewed by him in his Orlando show, and I was very impressed. Carl Jackson, another powerful conservative black voice that you need to know of and need to hear. Wow. I got to tell you, it is so cool to hear that recording. It is unbelievable. Thank you, Dennis Prager. Again, this is Carl Jackson. Sitting in for Dennis Prager, the wisest conservative on radio, in my opinion. And before I went to the break, I was 
introducing myself and telling you my story and the fact that I reject this nonsense of systemic racism and institutional racism. Was America a place at one point in time where blacks had to battle that? Yes. But by and large, we have dealt with that. And right now we spit on the face of those that came before us. And it is absolutely sad at what we're doing and what we're watching. By the way, the number to call into the program is 1-8-Prager-776. Again, that number, 1-8-Prager-776. And guys, again, I watch it all the time myself. I cannot recommend Prager you enough. Make sure you subscribe and donate because we know what the left is doing to try to destroy Dennis Prager's voice. Visit his website as well, DennisPrager.com. He puts up a column every Tuesday. You can usually find it on his website in townhall.com. Make sure you check it out because he writes good stuff, potent stuff, important stuff every single week. So like I said, I am a Christian conservative American that happened. And I reject the notion that there's systemic racism. I reject black Christians that will sit there and march and protest with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter who are funded by left-wing radicals all across the globe, Black Life Matters, that wants to deconstruct God's, the, the family, the traditional family. Black Lives Matter that promotes LGBTQ propaganda, if you will, and yet black Christians buy, buy into this madness every election cycle Hook, line, and sink, uh, hook, line, and sinker. It is absolutely crazy to me. This idea that there's systemic racism that exists within policing. Let me tell you something. You know who, who, you know who's impacted most when if, if this, 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 this dumb idea that cops should be defunded, you know who's going to be hurt the most? And black people, let's be honest, we know it. We know it. It's going to be our communities. Stop lying. You know just as well as I do that when you were growing up in the hood, you were less scared of the cop than you were that drug dealer down the street. Stop lying. Stop buying into this Democratic narrative every election cycle. You can look at George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, which I'll talk about later in the program. I'm probably going to offend some people with that one. I'll talk about Rayshard Brooks and Officer Garrett Roth because Officer Garrett Roth should be free today, right now. So we'll talk about that later as well. But nine unarmed in 2019, according to Heather McDonald, the City Journal, Manhattan Institute, nine unarmed black men shot and killed in 2019. Nineteen unarmed white men shot and killed. 172 whites altogether shot by police. Shot and killed by police in 2019. 88 blacks, if I get those numbers correctly, shot and killed by police, but nine unarmed. And nine unarmed does not mean dangerous. This idea that systemic racism exists in policing, not today. Not today. I was alive and I was around in L.A., living in L.A. during the Los Angeles riots. It is not the same police force. You see... So many races and ethnicities represented it, represented in police forces across the country today, right here in Orlando, Florida, where we have a 
uh, where we we had a uh, a black sheriff. Now we have a Puerto Rican. Uh, we have a Puerto Rican sheriff, right? I mean, it's it, it, it's amazing. But police are systemically racist. Now, I'm not naive. There are situational issues where you will experience racism. There's no doubt about it. But America isn't a racist country. If you walk by a person that's racist, a white person that's racist, you'll walk by the next 99 that are not. Oh, and I got to, oof. When black people say, I heard Jesse Jackson when I was growing up say, black people couldn't be racist because we don't have the power. That's a doggone lie, too. We, we don't. I, I, I'm telling you, I was in the court system. There's so many black faces in there, it's unreal. The court system in the United States of America is overwhelmingly run by Democratic progressives. By the way, I do have helpers in the studio, and i got to give thanks to my team. i got Nostra Dennis behind the glass. Thank you for being here, Nostra Dennis. You want to say hello to the people? And then i got Mr. Matos that is sitting in the studio with me, helping me with research. And I want to thank those that typically sit in with me, Aubrey Kahn, uh, and then Mickey Alvarez. So we try to keep the... Uh, the sellouts real diverse here at the Carl Jackson show. So we, I always try to keep a Latino in and a white person in. You know, we just want sellouts of every single race. So we just, we just try to be consistent here. You want to make sure that you stay tuned at the, at the bottom of the hour too, because what I'm going to go through are six reasons that black Christians should leave the Democrat party. And I'm going to come at it from a biblical perspective because I'm so sick and tired of the church or Jewish synagogues. Any religious folk, I'm tired of you disappearing. The reason why we see chaos is in the streets is because we weren't doing our job in the church buildings. And I didn't think I intended to come here to preach today. I wanted to talk politics. But I'm going to have to preach a little bit because the church is absent. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing in the streets. When black Christians believe that they have the same values as a radical extremist left-wing group, there's a problem, Christian church. There's a problem. By the way, you can join me on Facebook, Carl Jackson Radio on Facebook, Twitter, at Carl Jackson Show. Check out our YouTube channel, The Carl Jackson Show on YouTube, and you can catch and view and read my latest columns at carljacksonshow.com. But BLM wants to deconstruct the family. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. If institutional racism were an issue in government, wouldn't President Obama have solved that problem? Wouldn't you agree with that, Nostra Dennis? Wouldn't he have solved that problem? He had eight years to do it. Eight. He and his vice president, Biden. He and his vice president, Biden, and the first two years, correct me if I'm wrong, did he not have a supermajority in Congress? He had a House. He had a Senate. Hmm. But somehow, President Obama, it, systemic racism within the government wasn't a problem. His priority was Obamacare. Isn't that amazing? The first black president of the United States never dealt with institutional racism within the government system. You know why? Because it doesn't exist. It didn't exist. Obama knows it, and black people by now, you should know it. Stop being duped by the leftists out there that take you for granted every couple of years. This is Carl Jackson, and for Dennis Prager, we'll be back in a few. The Dennis Prager Show. Looking for a while. 
Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. This is Carl Jackson from The Answer Orlando sitting in for Dennis Prager. Again, you can find me on Facebook at Carl Jackson Radio, Twitter at Carl Jackson Show, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, The Carl Jackson Show on YouTube. And if you'd like to call in, you can do so at 1-8-Prager-776. Again, make sure you, vi- you visit DennisPrager.com for his columns and everything going on with Prager. You can also go to Prager to, uh, PragerTopia.com for his podcast. And again, I, I don't care if you're an adult. I don't care if you're a teenager. I don't care if you have a, a, a college kid. Make sure you send them to watch PragerU videos. Just subscribe and donate. I'm telling you, this is one of the best tools, in my opinion, in fighting back against the left are these PragerU videos. It is They are really that potent. All right, so let's get back to the topic at hand. And I guess what I want to do, uh, because I, I tend to be long-winded, so I, I, I don't want to keep people on hold for long. So can we go to, uh, I see a window on uh, line two. Oh, Wind- how are you, man? Window? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey. How's it going, Wendell? Yes. Hey, man, doing good. You, you know, man, you just kind of just stirred something in me because I, I'm fighting this battle so much because, honestly, I don't understand it. Listen, Carl, uh, when a white pastor stands up against these things, he's just simply going to be dismissed as a racist. Yep. Okay? Correct. A black pastor, this is the ideal moment for them because they're about the only Christians that can actually address this issue with some kind of clout in the game. But they're totally absent. A matter of fact, not only are they absent, they're on the other side. It's the biggest <laughs> disappointment to me. I mean, they're on the other side, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm so frustrated. I, I just, I, it's, I don't understand. I'm just totally frustrated with that. Because, Window. you know, uh, Esther said, you know, Esther said, this might be the time that, this might be my hour, this might be the time I'm here mm. for. Wow. But uh, you know what? missing, man. Uh-huh. No, Wendell, I just, I, listen, I want to thank you for being out there. I want to thank you for being in the fight. I want to thank you for having the courage to speak out, and I just encourage you to continue speaking out. I think there's more of oh, us I than will. we realize. I just think people are afraid afraid to speak out. But you're absolutely right. Now is the time for people to begin to speak out. It, it, it's as simple as that. And and I, I got to tell you, white pastors, too. I've seen white pastors do it. You stick to the word of God. You bring people back to the word of God. Like I said, there's no affirmative action plan in heaven. Black people aren't going to get in because of the color of their skin. That's absolute nonsense. So let's stop treating black people and patronizing them as if they will. It's just absolutely crazy. Uh, Before I go back to the phones here, let me let me address this issue of of uh, of white privilege. Nasher Dennis, do you have white privilege? I'm about the whitest person I know. Uh, I I feel like I'm a middle-class guy living in a middle-class neighborhood here in Central Florida. There are about as many black neighbors on my block as there are white neighbors. We all get along. I think it's silly to say, I don't see color. You ever hear people say that? Yes, yes. That's like me saying, I don't see that you're wearing a purple (laughs) shirt. I think it's more accurate to say, I don't care what color your shirt is. Okay, so there you have it. That from our own 
personal racist that we keep right here sure. on the thanks. Carl Jackson thanks show so because much, all, Carl. all white people are racist, right? So he's racist no matter what he says. He's a he's a racist. So I just have to reaffirm that to you, Nostra Dennis. Even though you're a very good man and you took me in and you loved me, you're still a racist. So you just need to know that. I wanted to clarify that real quick. All right. So BLM, let me tell you what Black Lives Matter does. What they do is they mistake intact families for white privilege. There isn't there isn't white privilege today, people. There is there there's class privilege. And I would argue that class privilege is because we got too many black men that are leaving their wives and abandoning their children at the rate of over 75 percent. Whereas in the white community, the the rate is at about 30 percent. Who do you think is going to fare better? When they have a mom and a dad in the home, there is no white privilege. There is family privilege. There is class privilege. And that's what we need to start talking about. Listen, I don't deal with delusional people, so I'm not going to buy into this notion. I'm not going to accept the premise from any black person or white person that America is systemically racist. It's delusional. It just isn't true. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Imagine how much more blacks would be able to network and how they'd be able to build or we'd be able to build build our net worth if we didn't kill so many of our babies. Could you imagine that? You know, we talk about whites all the time, but could you imagine? I mean, we 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 killed so many of our kids since Roe v. Wade. I, I just I can't help but to imagine how many more black kids, black people, black men, black women we would have to network with. Perhaps we wouldn't have cries of white privilege. If we were able to network like white people, perhaps we would have less cries of white privilege if uh, daddies, you stayed home. If mamas, you didn't kick daddies out. It, it, it's absolutely amazing. Now, listen, there's no condemnation, right? I understand that sometimes men leave. I understand that sometimes women leave. And I understand that there's a lot of single moms out there doing hard lifting when it comes to raising their kids. So please, I'm not trying to get down on you. But when cases where that can be avoided, avoid it. Black people, avoid it. Now, I've been trying to get to my six reasons. This is a radio for you. I've been trying to get to my six reasons, and I haven't gotten there yet. So let me just list them. I'll go to one call, and then I want to start on this because we have Larry Elder up at the top of the hour to talk about his uh, his documentary, Uncle Tom. And speaking of documentaries, make sure you check out Dennis Prager's with Adam Carolla, nosafespaces.com. It's phenomenal. If you want to see uh, why he often recommends you probably shouldn't send your kids to college, uh, it's a good... P- <laughs> Honestly, we got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of work to do. Go to nosafespaces.com. Also, you can call in one prager 776 So let me just go through what I want to talk about real quick. Six reasons black Christians should leave the Democrat Party, and that is socialism, abortion, which you've already heard me rant on, class warfare, social justice. All of these are related to each other. Identity politics and anti-Semitism. So we'll talk about that. Uh, let's go ahead and go to a call real quick before I get started. Uh, Paul, you have got the mic. Paul, are you there? All right, no, Paul? Okay. All right, so let me go ahead and get started. I don't hear anything from a Paul here. Um, And by the way, I want to give one more person props. Dr. Rich Gallo, I know you're listening. He's been a huge help to me. So anyway, yeah, it's been a huge help. Yeah, I should thank my wife, too. I should thank my daughter, right? 
because they stand behind me when I'm always like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. I'm trying to study. So I know my wife once said she wanted to knock me out this morning. Uh, anyway. All right. So six reasons black Christians should abandon the Democrat Party. Let's go with number one, socialism. First and for, uh, foremost, you realize, because I, I, I literally heard a black woman. I can't remember if it was CNN or Fox. So maybe I shouldn't even quote this, but it, it, it just stunned me. She was a black Christian, claimed to be a black Christian, uh, claimed to be a devout Christian. And she said that Christians should embrace socialism. Huh? Huh? That is a fundamental misunderstanding of the Bible. And it's the, what, what the left does, they will take advantage of our kindness, right? And they'll issue in, they'll use issues of race and all this kind of stuff. To get us, they'll use COVID-19. I'll talk about that later because the fact that we shut down just makes me mad. But we'll talk about that later. But they use these issues and they're so emotional and their arguments are so good that they draw people in, including Christians. And because Christians have been so horrible at going out into the community and sharing the gospel and teaching the doctrines of Christ. Well, Black Lives Matter has co-opted the church. It's pretty amazing. Black Lives Matter has co-opted the church. So you do realize that when you say you support socialism, Christians, when you say that, you do realize that that is an economic philosophy that was developed by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, who were co-authors of the Communist Manifesto. The problem is we don't even know what communism is anymore. I mean, for God's sakes, we have some of the smartest people, supposedly, in America running around on college campuses wearing Che Rivera T-shirts. It's absolutely amazing. So these people taught that religion was the antidepressant for the working class. They wanted God banished from society, and they thought that, that man's conscience and government was superior to God. But we have a Christian on national TV, saying how she supports socialism. There's a Bible scripture, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, that says, if a man will not work, he shall not eat. So I got a question for you Christians, black Christians, white Christians, liberals, leftists, whatever you are. Who's right? Jesus or Barack Obama and AOC? Who's right? All right, let's go back to the lines. We've got, did you say it was Paula? Paul, Paul. Okay, Paul, you've got the mic. Thank you, Hello, Paul. Paul. Can you hear me this time? Yes, I can. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, great. Yeah, first, before I get into my spiel, I want to say why we should not be prejudiced against black people. What if the planet does heat up? They're going to be the most desirable people to breed with because they'll be the only ones to handle the heat, okay? So we should get over our racism to begin with. They may help us, Okay. <laughs> Okay, now, Paul. what I'm saying is this. The, the Pentagon, the military, who control the mass media, who control talk radio, literally, Paul. Uh, and the FBI and those kinds of people and the Rockefellers and the people who actually run this world, they want to push the black man back because while they were nice as slaves, they don't want them now that they're free. So we have to admit this, that our white devil hierarchy that runs the world. Oh, they have all a right. problem. 
Well, you know what? You know what, Paul? I believe that there are leftists that happen to be white and some that happen to be black that have a problem uh, with this. But let's get back to the issue of uh, socialism. So the leftists claim that capitalism and acquiring private property and wealth encourages greed and envy. And therefore, government ownership somehow removes the temptation to sin. Um, So I got a question. You mean to tell me that crumb snatchers that want what I worked hard for aren't greedy? Do you see, folks, even in the church, we have lost our ability to think critically because the left has bombarded us and we have not bombarded them. We'll be back in a few. This is Carl Jackson sitting in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Almost everything most Americans think they know about what happened in Ferguson, Missouri on August 9th, 2014 is wrong based on misinformation. Larry Elder tells you the truth in this week's Prager University video. See it at PragerU.com where we teach what isn't taught. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. This is Carl Jackson sitting in for Dennis Prager. I am your Christ, your favorite Christian conservative American that happens to be black. The number to call into the show is 1-8-Prager-776. Again, don't forget to see No Safe Spaces with Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. The left does not want you or your children to see this film. Do it. There's a reason why. Uh, PragerTopia.com. You can go to check out the podcast and, of course, Dennis Prager. Dot com. And don't forget, at the top of the hour, Larry Elder is on to talk about his latest documentary, or his only documentary, Uncle Tom. It is phenomenal. So I hope uh, that you'll check it out and stay tuned for him. Let's go to the lines real quick. We've got Bernice on line three. Bernice, you've got the mic. Hi, good morning. Hey, um, Bernice. I'm, I don't talk very well on, on the radio, but... All of this trouble that we're having now, one of the apostles said, think not that you war against flesh and blood, but principalities, unseen forces. And um, they are stirring up this hard pot we have. And, 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 And most of the trouble started in the garden, as you know. And when Noah became a husbandman, his son, Ham, I believe, saw his yes. nakedness when he passed out, and he did something to his father. Right. And then he told his brothers. And and Noah cursed him and said he would be a servant of servants to his brothers. And people think that when they read these lines in the Old Testament that God sanctioned slavery. God didn't sanction it. God recognized it. And he knew mm. that people were going to do this, that they were doing this. So he made laws to protect yeah. people who became servants and or slaves. To hey, Bernice, I, Bernice, great, great point. Great point. Thank you for the thank you for the call. I appreciate you being out there and listening. We're coming up quickly on a break. So uh, but a great point if, uh, by Bernice, because it is true. Uh, Christians need to recognize this, and we need to recognize that we are in a spiritual fight for our lives. But that means that we have to play a part in what's going on in our society. So it is very important that we do that. When we return at the top of the hour, again, Larry Elder uh, will be joining us to talk about his documentary, Uncle Tom. So make sure you stay tuned for that. 
After that, I promise you I will finish six reasons black Christians should abandon the Democrat Party. I should add, today. All right, guys, this is Carl Jackson sitting in for Dennis Prager, and we will be back in a few. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. 